This episode is brought to you by Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Everything is more exhilarating when you're on your motorcycle. Just like your bike is more protected when you choose Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. They offer coverage for your bike, starting as low as $75 per year. And they keep things affordable with discounts like paid in full, multi-policy, and responsible driver. So raise your kickstands and get to quoting at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. $75 premium is for state minimum coverage. Not available in D.C. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. Isn't it bullshit to have to question where your food comes from? At Vital Farms, you can trace your pasture-raised eggs all the way back to the source, the pasture. On the side of each pasture-raised carton of eggs, you'll find the name of the farm where your eggs were laid. And when you look the farm up on their website, you'll get a peek at all the sunshine, fresh air, and open space the hens enjoy. Learn more and find out where to buy them at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit-free. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go, here we go, coming to you live from the greatest country in the history of the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has never encouraged anyone to commit a federal crime. Yo, Jen Psaki doubling down on a push to have protesters outside the homes of Supreme Court justices, despite the fact that intimidating a judge is a federal crime. That's not right. No, it's not, Kevin Meaney. Saki doing nothing to calm down the protesters. And Joe Biden doing absolutely positively nothing to calm down inflation. Biden sucks. It was bad. I watched the whole presser. This dude passes the buck. Like Joe Montana in his prime, I would almost say Tom Brady, but Tom Brady actually lowered inflation at one point when he was on the Patriots, if we're going to be fair. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you want your voice heard in this radio house of ill repute. I say it every day. It is a safe space for cool people. I don't mean you're cool like you're the Fonz. Like, hey, you're not walking around with a pack of cigarettes under your arm. Not at these prices. Not at inflationary times like the ones we're living in now. I just mean you're cool. You don't need to agree with me. You're not going to get in a fight. You're not going to, mom, I don't want this guy here. He has different views than me. I just mean you're cool. You can get along, share your ideas, and be a big boy or a big girl or a big they or a big them. The point is you can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a That is all. Hey, if you watched Guffell last night, thank you. Uh, I know we happen to get some really good ratings for that. Uh, we posted a clip from the show on the Twitter, at Jimmy Fela F-A-I-L-L-A. Uh, if you are not on the Facebook page, the Fox Cross America Facebook page, uh, you do need to be there. That's kind of where we're building the community. That's where I do all my private messaging. So if you want to say something to your radio buddy, you would do it through that f- page. Go there, like it, subscribe it, and you can watch some clips from last night's Gutfeld show. It will also be where we wind up posting a clip tonight when I get done uh, with the OG, the heavyweight champion of cable news. I will be appearing uh, with Tucker Carlson. Uh, we're getting the band back together. After a big performance two weeks ago, there's nothing cooler for me, man. Like if, you know, you listen to this show and you've been a part of its growth and you're kind of watching me get a little bit busier on the TV. I mean, Tucker is, you know, he's the thing. 
You understand? He's the highest rated show in television, and for good reason. The guy is brilliant, and he loves flying into the intellectual storm. He's not worried about what people call him uh, for defying a lot of the orthodoxies out there in our public, uh, in our politics anyway. He's trying to have honest conversations, not only about what's going on, but about what could potentially go on if we continue to placate this woke left ideology. Everything woke turns to A lot of people feel that way. So I'll be there with Tucker fighting the good fight. I don't know what we're talking about yet, but I do know it will be incredible. Wrong. Oh, come on. What a tough crowd. Anyway, watch me on Tucker. What you shouldn't watch is you shouldn't watch any recap of that Biden presser yesterday. We have a president that is clearly not all there. I mean, man, there were those moments where he was talking about, you know, the our greatest strength is what we've built, which is inflation. And people are like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on here. I'll play you that one. But the bigger issue, the bigger issue is what's going on with inflation, what's going on with the economy and his insistence again and again and again on passing the buck off to other people. Get him out of here. Get him out. I mean, a lot of people feel that way if we're talking about polls. okay? there's a real frustration on social media today. And understand, social media every day is disgusting and it's not the real world. It's a cesspool. I say it all the time. Twitter is a fight club for people who don't want to get hit. okay? people go there looking for conflict. But when you see like a basic common sense thing. That's being defied. You know, as it pertains to the well-being of the American people and some of the moves this administration is making, you start to see this common ground. Like there's a common refrain on Twitter today. It's very interesting. But last night, of course, they voted to do what? They're sending 40 billion more, 40 billion more over to Ukraine. That is financial lunacy. A lot of people feel that way because, you know, in a 40 billion dollar package, there'll be a fair amount of pork. There'll be a couple billion that'll just lop onto the deficit more money. Uh, you know, passed along to you in the form of a tax burden. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings and your retirement. Oh, did they ever? But the frustration you're seeing on Twitter last night is, you know, people do support Ukraine. You know, Putin's fighting a war of aggression. He's a thug. He's a war criminal. He's disgusting. But if we're going to take Biden at his word, first and foremost, that Russia and Ukraine is what's causing all of this inflation. How about instead of spending more money to prolong the war, we start aggressively maneuvering to end it? I think he's got a point. I mean, really think about that, because I'm about to play you some clips where Biden goes, ah, you know, you Ukraine, the Russia thing. It's so bad. So why are we extending it? Why wouldn't we try to end it? Number one. But number two, when you're sending 40 billion dollars to a foreign entity that I'm being honest with you, people stand with Ukraine on Twitter if it means changing their profile picture and getting more likes. But I'd be lying to you if I said most people care at a time when they can't fill their gas tank and there's now a shortage of baby formula. Okay, we have compromised the quality of life in every aspect of our society under this president. And it's not because of the pandemic and it's not because of Vladimir Putin. It's because Joe Biden absolutely positively sucks. Bingo. Okay, all of our problems here at home are manufactured by this administration. Oh, the energy prices. They're only they're only a problem because we went from being energy independent 
to importing energy from other parts of the world. That's why we're susceptible to what Putin does. Oh, the inflation's bad. This has nothing to do with the war. Yes, they have inflation in Europe, but ours is higher than theirs. Rose again this month. It's up 8.3% over this time a year ago. Really think about that. And when did that inflation start going up? According to the San Francisco Fed, which is not exactly MAGA monthly, inflation started going up on January of 2021, when Joe Biden passed his $1.9 trillion stimulus plan at a time when the economy didn't need any help whatsoever. All you needed to do was open the damn doors, let people go shopping and buy stuff and order stuff, and the market was going to sort itself out. We had an economy that had been shut down, artificially shut down the way it does when Mother Nature wrecks havoc with a tornado. Things were just shut down out of nowhere. It wasn't a natural contraction of our economy like a recession. It was an act of God recession. And all we needed to do was flip the switch and turn it back on, and everything was going to be fine. He knows what he's talking about. We didn't need all of that money pumped into the economy. Even the San Francisco Fed would tell you that. But Biden did it anyway. Why? Because they were trying to buy votes. And because they were trying to buy votes, and here's a little sweet teat from the government, now it's costing you double to buy everything else. Thanks, big government weenuses. So you understand, we're in a crisis of Biden's making. And a lot of people are frustrated knowing we've got all this money for Ukraine and God help them. I wish them nothing but the best and we do want to support them. But making the war end should be a bigger goal than prolonging the war, especially at a time when every American is fighting a battle to get by. But this absurd notion they keep using to sell that is, well, you know, if Putin takes Ukraine, if Putin takes Ukraine, this guy's going to take all of Europe. That is a fact check false. Yo, Putin was supposed to take Ukraine in 48 hours. We're now going on day 80. This guy was a 55-point favorite in Vegas. He's losing the game outright in the fourth quarter. If you can't handle Ukraine, there's no world where the guy's going to be able to take on NATO countries. I admire your honesty. There's none. They don't have the capability. They're getting their asses handed to them. So this idea that, oh, no, we got to go all in. We got to spend everything imaginable on Ukraine. Listen again. I wish the best for Ukraine, and I do want to supporting them. This is not me saying lay off Putin. I'm not like some Russian asset. That's not what we're doing here. But do you understand what we're doing in Ukraine is happening at the expense of the American people? And the justification for doing it is that, well, if we don't stop Putin in Ukraine, then comes Poland, then comes the rest of Europe. No, it doesn't even have a chance. Yo, Russia sucks. And escalating this war only brings us closer to one thing, which is the one thing Putin does have, which is nuclear weapons. So, yes, we can continue to poke the bear. We can continue to fund this thing, but we should be aggressively brokering a truce. We should be aggressively brokering a peace to put it to bed because Putin is not going to overwhelm you, you know, Europe by force with tanks and soldiers because he doesn't have any. Okay, but we can put him in a position where we're now posing an existential threat to him and his government, at which point he says, well, if I'm going out, I'm going out swinging and starts firing nukes into the night sky. That's a real problem. So Biden's mismanagement on foreign policy, which has been famous, you know, for the last 40 years, as former Defense Secretary Robert Gates once told you, guy's been wrong about every major foreign policy decision of the last four decades, is now starting to cost us abroad and at home. Okay, the guy is terrible. But as it pertains to the economy, the reason they're playing up Ukraine so much again and again and again is they want it to be, you know, the catch all. He wants you to believe the war, the war, the war is responsible 
for all of our economic problems. You were lying your ass off. We know that's not the case, okay? And in Biden's mind, because he is a career politician, in the minds of Democrats who live in that D.C. Beltway bubble that I was in last week for the correspondence dinner, they really think they understand you. They really think, you know, saying Ukraine is a thing gives them an out. Like, we'll forgive them. We'll forgive them at the ballot box. Listen, you can't afford food. Your baby's starving. There's no gas in the car. But you'll, you'll forget. You'll be like, ah, you know, the baby's starving and uh, the food's expensive. But, uh, you know, we can't put gas in the car. But Ukraine, nobody's thinking that way. I'm being honest with you. Okay, we're praying for the people in Ukraine. We're wishing them the best. We're fine with supporting them. But if you think you're going to be forgiven at the ballot box because Ukraine is up to their eyes in Russian aggression, you're an idiot. And I'm just telling you that because I care. Okay, this is sports talk radio. I'll tell you who's winning, who's losing and why. Right now, uh, we're all losing. Bottom line, we're just all losing. Why? Because we're not prioritizing domestic needs. And it's a big issue. Okay, when you hear Biden talk, I'll explain this to you. Okay, he wants Americans to think, you know, well, arming Ukraine is what the Democrats want to do. And since, you know, Republicans are technically in in favor of it. But the fact that we're this divided about how much we're spending there versus here means there is a line in the sand. You can take the Biden Democratic side of let's go all in and fight to the death just to piss off Republicans. Or you can take the fiscally responsible side of, you know, let's rein it in a little bit. So people can get baby formula, so people can find groceries at the store, so people can put gas in their car. We're not doing that because Biden is still beholden in D.C. to the old way of doing business, which for the last five years worked under Donald Trump, which was, hey, we just need to win this news cycle. We just need to beat the Republicans today. Okay, that worked under Trump because we had a roaring economy. It's the best economy we've ever seen in the history of this country pre-pandemic. When things are going that well, you can have fake adversity. Oh, he's a Russian. You don't understand. He's going to take a perp walk out of the White House. Tune in tonight at 8. I think Barron's going to flip and testify. It's bad. Don Jr., they're all going to jail. Orange jumpsuits all over the White House lawn. And they were able to sell you that lie, knowing it was a lie in real time every night for four years. The media is a bunch of losers. Oh, they really are. You know, and they went in that, oh, they're all racist. We're systemically biased in this country. We have been for 200 years. So we got to get the guy out who's been in the government for three years and we got to replace him with the guy who's been in the government for 50 because we're that racist in this government. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally, totally. And now people are getting clobbered by inflation at the store. They're getting clobbered by criminals on their way home from the store. So the blame game is kind of a dead end street. You can't just throw out like Republicans suck or do what I say because it'll piss off Republicans. It doesn't work that way anymore. Because when you look at the polling numbers, the guy's at 31 percent with independence, which means people's lives are tangibly worse under Biden. And trolling Republicans is not going to be justification enough for them to support him. But here is Biden pulling his Joe Montana jersey out of the rafters and throwing that rock all over the place. Here it is. Clip one. Do you take any responsibility for your policies? I think our policies help, not hurt. There are two leading causes of inflation we're seeing today. The first cause of inflation is a once-in-a-century pandemic. A second cause, Mr. Putin's war in Ukraine. You saw, we saw in March that 60% of inflation that month was due to price increases at the pump. 
Okay. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. Yes, 60% of inflation that month were due to price inflation, uh, price increases at the pump. However, price increases at the pump were happening for 14 months before then. Oh, wow. And that's the thing, okay? You can pass the buck all you want, Joe Biden. But if people don't actually have a buck to spend, it doesn't end good for you, girlfriend. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. The Griswolds are back in a comedy so good it's raising prices everywhere. Introducing National Lampoon's Inflation. (laughs) Congress has spent the country into oblivion, and now they want to spend even more. I think you're all in the head. But the rising cost of food has the Griswolds making tough choices. Well, am I going to eat? Or am I going to starve to death? Will they find a creative way to come up with the cash for their pricey new lifestyle? You, freeze, freeze. Come on, lie down. Let's go lie down. Or are they all living on borrowed time? Why don't you just ask him for the money, Eddie? You sure as hell can take a hint. National Lampoon's Inflation. We're not really violent people. This is our first gun. Now playing in stressed out households everywhere. And coming soon to a bankrupt theme park near you. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. Oh, man. No one's buying a ticket for National Lampoon's Inflation. It is bad. Listen to Biden here. I want to, I want you to hear this clip because it's fantastic. Okay, in just how shameless it is. This is clip one. Do you take any responsibility inflation in this country? Do you take any responsibility or policies? I think our policies help, not hurt. There are two leading causes of inflation we're seeing today. The first cause of inflation is a once-in-a-century pandemic. A second cause, Mr. Putin's war in Ukraine. You saw, we saw in March that 60% of inflation that month was due to price increases at the pump. You're alive. Understand everything he says about prices at the pump, Putin invading. Okay? There's a reason I'm going to play this clip a hundred times today. Is everybody listening needs to understand that what Putin does 
only affects you at the pump because we're no longer energy independent. That's true. That is true. And Joe Biden is the reason that we're no longer energy independent. I agree with that. Everyone agrees with that. Okay, when Joe Biden got in, the guy who promised to govern for all Americans, whether they voted for me or not, he immediately killed the Keystone Energy Pipeline and wiped out 10,000 American jobs, sacrificed at the altar of environmental virtue signaling. That's stupid. Use your common sense. He declared war on the fossil fuel industry, said he'd end subsidies. What did that do? It discouraged people from prospecting and investing and drilling, getting permits and everything else they need along the way as they sign land, you know, federal leases. Okay, Joe Biden decimated our energy sector. So when Joe Biden says, oh, well, Putin's screwing up the energy sector, Putin couldn't screw up the energy sector if Biden didn't screw it up first. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Really is the worst president ever. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Everything is more exhilarating when you're on your motorcycle. Just like your bike is more protected when you choose Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. They offer coverage for your bike, starting as low as $75 per year. And they keep things affordable with discounts like paid in full, multi-policy, and responsible driver. So raise your kickstands and get to quoting at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. $75 premium is for state minimum coverage. Not available in D.C. Discounts not available in all states or situations. reality with a bit of insanity it's fox across america with jimmy Fallon. well she's got her daddy's car she's not cruising because she can't afford gas now Seems she forgot that Joe Biden screwed up, so we pay out the ass now. And with the fuel crisis lasting, she's losing because she can't make no plans now. She'll have no fun, fun, fun till her daddy votes the liberals away. Fun, fun till her daddy votes the liberals away. Well, the girl is stranded because we can't drill for oil any place now. Anytime we buy it from countries whose leaders are a total disgrace now. A lot of lies from Jen Psaki, and she tells them to us with a straight face now. She'll have no fun, fun, fun till her daddy votes the liberals away. Oh, girl, now you got the Beach Boys riled up. That's never a good sign. The Endless Summer Tour is back. It's the uh, the Endless Inflation Tour. It's a bad time in America, and I say every day, you know, hey, Fox Across America, I'm not like an activist. I'm not trying to, like, make you vote conservative. I just want you to root for the country harder than you root for your party, and I do mean that. But we have to acknowledge, you know, we're all friends. If you're a liberal listening, yo, Biden sucks. I mean, he's worse. The worst thing I've ever seen. He's that bad. And we should just acknowledge that. That's not me attacking you. This is the problem. Okay, you vote for a guy and, you know, you you think he's going to do a good job or better than the guy you didn't vote for. You know, and people take it personally when the guy they voted for sucks. So much so that they don't want to admit the guy sucks because it feels like an attack on them. We have so much pride now. Because in the age of the cell phone, 
uh, everything has been carefully curated to make you feel like the most important thing in the universe. How dare you be wrong? Your phone tells you you're right all day long. You see nothing but news articles you agree with, nothing but people who like the things you post on Twitter. Hey, look, it's a picture of my dinner. Wow, people like it, even though you're psychotic to post it. The point is we all have such a staggering sense of self-importance now that people can't admit they get things wrong. But if you voted for Joe Biden, if you voted for Joe Biden, you were 100,000 million trillion percent wrong. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. And I understand some people did it because why? Oh, we don't like Donald Trump. He says bad things. Listen, he said a lot of bad things. I can't vouch for his character. You know, I hate January 6th. I said that day. I, you know, I condemn the riots in real time, but I said that day shouldn't be speaking there. I'm like, this is a protest that could spiral out of control. And it did. And it was bad. And I condemn it. So don't think I'm giving the Trump man a free pass. But that doesn't exonerate Joe Biden from the fact that he is, for all intents and purposes, he's the worst president we've ever had in our lifetime. Tell him like it is. There's, I mean, who can you even compare him to? Okay, the key things facing this country, inflation, it is at a 40-year high. So I'm 44 years old. You could tell me that, you know, Jimmy Carter was worse. But it took Jimmy Carter four years to get here. Joe Biden did it in a year. So if we're talking like this is sports, he's worse when it comes to inflation. You talk about the crime rate, okay, we're up at a 32-year high, very high, okay? When you look at him across the board in the box score, gas is at an all-time high, all-time high. So there's no one to compare him to. Fentanyl overdoses at an all-time high. He's in his own class there. And, you know, if you want to talk about foreign policy, again, we took troops out of Afghanistan before we took civilians out of Afghanistan. That was Joe Biden's decision. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Really was. Okay, because we then did what? We kowtowed to the Taliban. They were like, all right, you'll take people out when we say you'll take them out. And what did Biden do? He went in and fought a straw man argument of, oh, we were right to leave Afghanistan. And Donald Trump was the one who set the deal in motion. Yes, he was. He was. He was. But the truth is Trump did not agree to take the troops out before the civilians. Do you want to know why? Because doing so is weapons-grade stupid. Correct the mundo. Okay, Joe Biden, by any objectionable metric, is the worst president we've ever had. And, you know, they try to tell you, well, he's, he's getting the – this is a guy who you understand, he's getting the pandemic under control. <laughs> Dude. We have had more deaths under Joe Biden, twice as many deaths under Joe Biden as we did under Donald Trump. You can't tell me he's better on the pandemic if twice as many people died. Never mind that he ran for office on the fact that anybody who presides over as many deaths as Donald Trump doesn't deserve to be president. Joe Biden presided over twice as many. And he inherited not one, not two, but three vaccines. A vaccine that he spent the entire campaign bashing with Kamala Harris made it sound like Trump and Barron were making it for the school science fair. No, we're not going to make the traditional baking soda volcano with the Trumps. We go big. Get upstairs, Barron. We're making a vaccine. Come on. Not now, Melania. We're making a vaccine. That's how they treated the vaccine on the campaign trail. I've played you the montage a thousand times. But the first thing he did when he got into office was get vaccinated. That's just how white folks will do you. Unbelievable. Okay, Joe Biden 
is completely full of it. It's completely full of it. And the end result of those lies is an across-the-board compromise in the quality of life that's unprecedented in this country. You have to go back to Hoover, dude. You got to go back to Hoover. Sarah, you got it. We're talking late 20s since we did what we're doing right now. I'm not making that up. Okay, think about that. Okay, Babe Ruth was calling a shot at Wrigley Field the last time we were in this across-the-board chaos that we're in right now. But here's Biden trying to do what? Get you worked up about other things. Hey, we're bad, but it could be worse. Here's the thing, man. I don't think Donald Trump's going to run again. I don't think he's going to win if he does run again. I think the Democrats are praying he runs again so they can campaign on January 6th instead of their record. It's also why, to some extent, they want him back on Twitter so they can yell about Trump instead of focusing on how they failed the country. But I can still say to you that Donald Trump was consequentially better than Joe Biden or any other alternative the Democrats can give us. He did a better job with COVID, even if his press conferences were all over the map. Let's be honest. Even if you love Trump, he was not the best at that podium. Not the best. Okay, but he was, for all intents and purposes, better on crime, better on the border, better on the economy. We didn't have any of this inflation. You think Donald Trump would have kept kids out of school for two years? He was calling for kids to go back to school in the fall of 2020. And the only reason they didn't go back to school is because the teachers unions and the Democratic Party, which are one and the same, weren't going to give Trump his way. So they kept kids out of school. They damaged your children. They're socially, emotionally harmed by remote learning, not to mention they lost up to a year and a half of academic gains. I love the poorly educated. Trump was consequentially better than Biden by any metric you throw at me. If you want to tell me, oh, he's a little erratic on Twitter, what's the running joke? Every time inflation spikes another point or the murder rate goes up another point, everybody says, what I wouldn't give for some mean tweets right now. Listen, the tweets are bad. Okay, but inflation, a soaring murder rate, an overrun border, those things are much worse. But here is Biden trying to tell you the real issue is MAGA. And now they're not just blaming MAGA. You know how last week the guy who promised to govern for all Americans then went out and, you know, the unity beats in my soul. It's all I think about and dream about. And then he went out last week and said the Republican voters are the most extreme political movement in the history of this country. I mean, I do believe the Klan would like to have a word. And I do believe Biden should know better, given that he eulogized a member of the Klan, a former member in Robert Byrd. Look it up. okay? but here is Biden. Now it's not just MAGA. It's ultra MAGA. They're turning this into like deodorants. MAGA extreme. MAGA sport. MAGA cool. Here it is. Ultra MAGA Republicans controlling the party. Clip four. I never expected the ultra MAGA Republicans who seem to control the Republican Party now to have been able to control the Republican Party. I I never anticipated that happening. That was embarrassing. (laughs) You want to know why that was embarrassing? And I mean this. I understand politics. I know a lot of people who worked in the last White House. You heard them on the show all the time. I know a lot of people who work in this White House. They're listening to the show right now. Never come on. They'll get fired. And that's a shame because I would treat anybody with respect. But the God's honest truth is they had a focus group. They sat around the White House going, all right, how do we get a little more mileage out of this MAGA slander? I've got it. We'll start putting adjectives in front. We'll start, you know, ramping up the description. It won't just be MAGA anymore. They'll be like big MAGA, 
far left, Matt. I can't believe it's not MAGA. Like, it's bananas because they're so desperate to take the attention away from their own mismanagement of the country. Here it is, and this is so fascinating. This is so fascinating. The depths to which they're willing to plunge if they think it'll help them. Biden uh, goes back to the ultra MAGA well here, talking about a plan to raise taxes, which i got to be honest, Florida Senator Rick Scott has been on the show, proposed a plan that not a single solitary Republican sides with. Not one. There's nobody on record saying this. But Biden wants you to believe ultra MAGA, who Rick Scott is certainly not a part of, but ultra MAGA wants to raise your taxes. Could you imagine clip seven? My plan attacks inflation and grows the economy by lowering costs for working families, giving workers well-deserved raises, reducing the deficit by historic levels, and making big corporations and the very wealthiest Americans pay their fair share. The other path is the ultra-MAGA plan <laughs> put forward by congressional Republicans to raise taxes on working families, lower the income of American workers, threaten sacred programs Americans count on like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, and give break after break to big corporations and billionaires. Just like they did the last time they were in power. What a loser. Yo, the long, droopy balls of this guy. I mean, really think about that for a second here. Just like they did last time. Yo, under the Trump tax cuts, 80% of Americans got a tax cut. You know which 80? The bottom 80. The highest 20% of income earners saw a tax increase under the Trump tax cuts. Do you see how they just speak to cliches? They speak to word salad. Ultra MAGA! Selling out to the rich! You don't understand! Yo, nobody, 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 nobody. I'm your friend, man. I'm just telling you the truth. Nobody has done more to harm poor people. Nobody in this country than Joe Biden. I admire your honesty. Inflation is at a 40-year high. The day-to-day cost of living is at a 40-year high. Who does that affect the most? The people living paycheck to paycheck, the poorest Americans. Americans who happen to be operating on a fixed income, they're the ones hurt the most by Joe Biden. Okay, the murder rate is up 32% nationally. Okay, who does that affect the most? Poor people, because most violent crimes occur in low-income communities. Okay, gas prices are at an all-time high today after hitting an all-time high yesterday, which, oh, by the way, was not supposed to happen because we literally dove into our strategic oil reserves, something that's there in place. If, heaven forbid, we get crushed by a natural disaster or an act of war, we have strategic oil reserves to help us out. Instead, we dipped in to help us pull numbers out, but did it do anything to help the prices? The answer would be no. He keeps making maneuvers to, you know, create the appearance. He's on top of it. Joe Biden's your friend. The other guys are so worse. Yo, the other guys didn't do this to poor people. Okay, the lowest 80 percent of income earners were the highest gainers of income under Donald Trump. The facts. Okay, when you talk about all the race crap they peddle around, really think about it. If Donald Trump is racist, was a racist president. Yo, he's really bad. Like there might have been a typo in the handbook. I'm not going to lie. Donald Trump. Gave historically black colleges and universities their highest recurring funding endowment ever, 100, uh, $100 million a year. 
Okay, Donald Trump invested $75 billion in opportunity zones in low-income black communities. Is Joe Biden doing that? The answer would be no. Joe Biden sending $40 billion to Ukraine. God love him. I wish them the best. But that doesn't really do a lot for the black community here. Okay, Donald Trump signed the First Step Prison Reform Act that freed over 250,000 nonviolent black drug offenders who happened to be sentenced under the overzealous guidelines of the 1994 Joe Biden crime bill. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. So all of the posturing, I'm like, well, you know, we got my way, or we've got the ultra super duper MAGA, revenge of the MAGA, the Empire Strikes MAGA plan. You know, you got to think about this, folks. This is not hyperbole. I'm telling you, man, we are living, we are living in the death of shame. There are people amongst us. We used to call them sociopaths when we were little kids. There are people amongst us that don't actually feel shame. They don't. You can't know and process shame. If you're willing to get in front of the American people and say any of the things this guy just said. You can't. You don't. You no. You have no. You don't know shame to say things that are that demonstrably and provably false. But there are so many people willing to go along with it on the left because you know we just don't want to admit the right. They got this one. They were right. Biden sucks. He's the worst guy ever. People don't want to do that. That's why the whole point of my show is I'm trying to reason with you, not so you'll vote Republican, but so you'll start prioritizing the country. When you prioritize your party, oftentimes it hurts the country. And if you don't believe me, just look at all of the results under Joe Biden. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Introducing Batiste Sweat Activated and Touch Activated Dry Shampoo. With breakthrough technology that absorbs oil and releases bursts of fragrance whenever you sweat or touch your hair for up to 24 hours, it's the ultimate hair care for girls on the go. Try the newest dry shampoo that's activated by you. Batiste, the future of hair care is here. Buy Batiste dry shampoo online or in store at your nearest retailer. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man you can watch tonight with the great Tucker Carlson, uh, a fellow who happened to weigh in on Jen Psaki yesterday. And, uh, you know, Tucker's a great guy. I just wish he wouldn't hold back so much. But here you go. Take it away. Clip 13. How did somebody like Jen Psaki, someone so demonstrably talentless, a humorless gender studies major from Greenwich, how did this person get this much authority in our government? Good question. Nowadays, it just comes with the job of press secretary. Just hours ago, Saki explained that federal law no longer applies to mobs of Biden voters. They get to intimidate all the Supreme Court justices they want as long as they're on the right side of abortion. And we're quoting now. We certainly continue to encourage protests outside judges' homes, she said, and in so saying, reversed hundreds of years of policy and tradition and took yet another blow against civilization and decency. She could do that because she's the press secretary. And basically what he's saying is... Saki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Understand, Jen Saki's direct quote is the one he issued. Okay. She, in their worldview, in their worldview, the rules don't apply because they're protecting, they're protecting the world. 
Okay, they're the good guys. They're protecting the world from evil. They're crazy. Oh, they really are. I mean, they're out of their minds, okay, because they're the ones doing all the damage to this country. But in their worldview, all bets are off. Okay, if a conservative showed outside of a liberal justice's house, I would be surrounded by the National Guard right now. They'd be doing a review of white supremacy amongst our ranks. Okay, but if it's a Democratic protest, if it's Democratic federal judge intimidation, which is a crime, a federal crime at that, everybody looks the other way. You're not going to hear any hooting and hollering at The Washington Post. You're not going to hear a damn thing over at The New York Times if it's the Democrats committing the crimes. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is... Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting as we always do from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not letting Donald Trump back onto Twitter. Elon Musk is. And uh, the Democratic reaction so far... I mean, it is getting ugly out in these streets. He's gone from like a white supremacist to the Grand Wizard of the Klan. He's the worst guy we've ever known. And it's really fascinating to watch this play out because understand, when Trump got banned from Twitter, every Democrat, every late night talk show host, except my man Gutfeld, but every other host was like, ah, oh, Twitter's a private company. They can do whatever they want. We have no right to criticize them. Now Twitter, that private company, changes management, says they'll let Trump back on. And they're like, oh, hell no. Well, you can't be doing stuff like that. What do you mean private company, my ass? Trump doesn't belong on Twitter. That's what's going on in this moment right now. Democrats are so full of crap. They really are. We'll discuss it with Dave Landau. Diamond Dave, nationally touring comedian. Uh, He's actually at the Iowa Funny Bone. If you're one of our listeners out in Iowa, uh, he will be there. Uh, June the 10th and the 11th at the Iowa Funny Bone. I should promote Diamond Dave. You know, my shows, I'm, I almost feel bad promoting them because if you're trying to see me at Fat Cats up in Utica, all four shows are sold out. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we're trying to add a fifth show. Uh, but we have a great, uh, a great fan base listening on WIBX. I love every one of you. You're phenomenal. Bill Keeler is a legend. Uh, I will be doing his show Friday morning, June the 3rd. Uh, And I'll be appearing at Fat Cats Friday night. Both of those shows are sold out. Saturday night, both shows are sold out. But we will be adding what we hope to be a third show on Saturday night. It'll probably be an earlier one because I am not dealing with any of you drunk maniacs on a late show at like one in the morning. This could be a problem. Oh, it's the worst thing that could ever happen to you. (laughs) Nowhere in the world is there a comic could only be better off if he played another late show. It doesn't end good. Uh, It doesn't end good for anybody right now in the country. You know, this Twitter story is kind of like blended into the abortion debate, which was supposed to move the needle for the Democrats. You remember yesterday I was talking to you about the stats. You know, people were saying, oh, this, this SCOTUS draft leak. 
it's going to really boost Democratic enthusiasm. The Republicans are going to pay now. Not even close. According to CNN's own internal polling, Republicans got a bigger bounce in voter enthusiasm than the Democrats who leaked it. (laughs) But I want to be clear. I don't even know for fact that a Democrat leaked it. We don't have that yet. All we know is the FBI is on the case, which means we'll probably never find out. Bingo. (laughs) Such a sad time for our country. Uh, And it is. I laugh because it's a coping mechanism. But I got to tell you, man, uh, this conversation we're going to have with Landau, just about free speech, you have to understand, comes from a pretty, pretty basic place. It's called the Constitution. Okay, freedom of speech, the First Amendment, it is the number one most important thing in our country is the ability to say whatever you want. And that's what Elon Musk is pushing. Understand, Republicans don't think he is a liberal per se. We think the Democratic Party, as Elon Musk has tweeted, left a lot of traditional liberals like him behind. Liberals used to be the party of free speech. They were the dirtbags who used to burn the American flag and tell you I could do it. It's free speech. You can do anything you want, you know, except go on Twitter and say that men can't get pregnant. Then you're thrown off Twitter. You don't have the right to say that speech, even though we all know there are massive biological differences between men and women. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. You know, you couldn't go out and say COVID originated in a Wuhan lab. No, they'd throw you off for that. It's going to lead to a spike in hate crimes against Asian people. Never mind that we now pretty much know uh, within a 99.99999% certainty that it did, in fact, originate in the lab. Ergo, you're now allowed to tweet that again. They changed their mind. Hunter Biden, you couldn't say that. No, no, we got to take away your speech rights. You don't have the right to say that. Can't put it in a newspaper. You can't share it on social media. It's going to get people harmed. That's Russian disinformation. And then what did you find out the minute the election ended? They all admitted what we all knew to be true before the election, that the Hunter Biden laptop story was real. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. You see, people don't, when you operate from a place of emotion, I'm going to give you a life tip here. Okay, when you're operating from a place of emotion, It clouds your judgment. It often denies you something we'd call self-awareness in another lifetime. People don't have self-awareness anymore. Their politics have become so emotional for them that they're operating, they're behaving in a manner that would normally tell them they look crazy to the rest of us. But in this instance, they don't realize how crazy they sound. They don't realize how shamelessly transactional they all are. Again, you think of the abortion debate. Okay, the Democrats are back to saying, my body, my choice. After firing you from your job, if you wasn't your choice to put a vaccine in your body. Okay, they fired you. Oh, shut up, your body, your choice. Who the hell do you think you are? Then the SCOTUS draft leak. Hey, hey, ho, my body, my choice. What are you talking about here? Come on, man. No differently than the men can get pregnant thing. Now we're back to being told it's a women's right to choose. Men shouldn't be involved in this debate. Michelle Colon was over on MSNBC. I played this earlier in the week. I want you to hear this because it's just funny. It's flat out funny to me how transactionally shameless and stupid people are. Here it is, clip 30. I don't think anyone with a penis uh, should be making, it should have any say unless it's someone that me or that pregnant person um, includes into into that decision. Um, you know, and, I, and and moving forward, when dealing with women's health care and, and people with vagina, and when I say women, I'm including non-gender conforming individuals and, and trans women. So if you are someone who does not have a vagina, if you don't have a uterus, you should not be making any decisions, any opinions, unless you are a medically trained and schooled doctor, period. That's all I'm going to say on that. 
Can you imagine being that stupid? Like, so stupid. Like, it, it sometimes it hurts my face. You ever read something or watch one of these clips or listen to one of these clips and, like, your teeth hurt like you ate something way too sli- sweet? Like, that hurt my face when I watched that the other day. Because, oh, men shouldn't have an opinion on Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade only became the law of the land because nine men sat on the court and said so. Oh, wow. And she doesn't realize how stupid that sounds to the rest of us. But again, it's designed to do what? Eliminate debate. This is a woman's issue. Men shouldn't be talking. They should be listening. You know, men doesn't, don't care what happens to our babies. Dude, have you ever heard my kid on the show? The only, the, whole, the only reason I'm alive is because I have a sun, like a, a compass, like a North Star that makes me a somewhat productive member of society. Absent Lincoln, I would be drifting from casino to casino and strip club to strip club. I mean, I'd be having an amazing time. <laughs> I wouldn't be working so hard, but I'd probably be dead uh, 10 years ago as opposed to sitting here and sort of flourishing now if I didn't have a kid. Men are very invested in our children. What are you, an idiot, number one? Number two, men are the ones who made Roe v. Wade the law of the land. And the repeal of Roe v. Wade and the discussion around it has nothing to do with banning abortion per se because if they strike it down, it goes back to the states and it becomes a matter of states' rights, which is what the founding fathers intended. Okay, the federal government was not supposed to be the be-all, end-all. The people were supposed to have a say. And I keep repeating this, but when the Democrats tell you, oh, repealing Roe v. Wade is the end of democracy, no, 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 it's the beginning of democracy because we now have to go vote on which states are going to keep it, which is why they're so bothered by this. Okay, is they don't want to have that scientific debate on limitation because if you look at the real polling, they know that most Americans, overwhelmingly so, support ending ending the right to abortion after 15 weeks. That's what they support. So if we put that up to a vote, doesn't end good for Democrats who want to re- abort your kids into the fourth or fifth grade. I mean, it's bananas. Okay, but with all of that going on, the idea, I think, of Trump getting back onto Twitter, and we have no indication that he actually will, okay, but I don't think Trump should be on Twitter. You ought to be ashamed of Secretary- yourself. No, I, I actually, I don't. Um I've said this before. I just think the fact that Trump has been off Twitter has left so much attention on the Democrats, and we are discussing substance instead of superficial attacks. You know, I've told you this all the time. Trump says a lot of wild stuff, and he, for all intents and purposes, is the assignment desk when he's on Twitter. Whatever he tweets when he gets up to pee in the middle of the night becomes the focus of every morning show in America that day. Whatever he tweets about the coverage of what he tweeted while he was getting up to pee in the middle of the night becomes the focus of all the afternoon shows that day. And whatever he tweets in response to the blowback about what he tweeted about the original tweet, it's a Russian doll box of tweets. They just keep opening up. They just keep driving the news cycle. We just keep oftentimes ignoring the issues in this country. I mean, again, even under Trump, when we were thriving, we didn't discuss that this was the greatest economy the world had ever seen pre-pandemic, but it was. We didn't discuss the fact that his tax cuts helped the lowest 80 percent of income earners the most. We didn't discuss that he freed more black nonviolent drug offenders than any president in history. We didn't discuss that. We didn't discuss border reduction was down 80 percent. We didn't discuss that NATO allies were now paying their fair share into NATO. 
which they aren't doing again right now. We didn't discuss the good of his presidency because of the bad of his Twitter account. There's a slob. There's a real slob. No, I'm on your side, President Trump, whatever you call yourself these days. You golf hustler down at Mar-a-Lago. I happen to know that everybody who hangs out with Trump right now says his golf game got like so good. He's like Tiger Trump right now. And he's just kicking everyone's ass on the golf course. And that's another reason why he's probably not going to run again is he's just enjoying it. It's a lot less stressful. He's got a tan. (laughs) He's got an actual tan from the sun instead of a couple of bulbs. He's actually living his best life. I actually don't think he's going to run again. And I think as long as he's off Twitter, the focus is going to be on the people that are supposed to be running the country now and the fact that they happen to be ruining everything. Okay, there's you can't there's nothing you can point to. You can say, whoa, whoa, Jimmy, what about this? The only people, literally the only people flourishing under Joe Biden right now, the only people are drug cartels. That's it. That's all we got. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. I mean, that's it. Okay, there's no one else thriving because Biden came into power. But people who are profiteering off of our southern border, where the person who happens to be in charge of the situation has no effing idea what she's doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. They have no idea what they're doing, dude. They got elected because the media helped them convince the world that Trump was the dummy. Okay, but Trump didn't do those things, but his case... It always gets made better by his surrogates than it does by him because they have the discipline to do so. I said this during the run-up to the election. I could make a case for Donald Trump better than he could because I wouldn't say anything that was going to distract you from the substance, from the good of his policies. Okay, Trump, unfortunately, from time to time, logs on Twitter in the morning when we should be focusing on some great, great, great jobs numbers. Just throw that fastball right down the middle, Trump. You got the best job numbers we've ever seen. Instead, he says Mika Brzezinski's badly bleeding from a facelift. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And the point is, okay, if the guy had the discipline, if he had the command, yeah, you'd be, we'd be talking about it right now as the best president we've ever seen. Okay, consequentially, the guy was phenomenal. Twitter is his own worst enemy because it gives him room to self-destruct. So I don't know that he's going to get back on. He has previously said that even with Elon buying the company, he's going to stick with Truth Social. But Truth Social is dead end. It's, It's going nowhere. I'm not on it. It's not going anywhere. Trump's on it from time to time. But Twitter has the foothold in terms of the people who cover politics, in terms of the people who drive news cycles. That just happens to be the low rent bar they hang out in. And it's not going to change. Like everybody who's telling you they're quitting Twitter if Elon Musk buys it. Okay, now that the news came out that he's buying it, none of them left. Now they're all on there shamelessly saying, well, but I am quitting if Trump gets on. None of them will leave. It's no different than the whole if Trump wins the election, I'm moving to Canada. Nobody in the history of electoral politics has moved because the guy they didn't like wound up winning the election. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. And it won't change now with Twitter. Okay, but the truth is for Trump, if he wants to get back into the White House or he just wants to help Republicans in the year 2022 in the midterm elections, the thing he's supposed to do, and I'm telling you this because I care, is sit out on the golf course and just keep hitting golf balls. Okay, because the Democrats got into office and they sold us this idea that what? Oh, it's the adults. The adults were back in the room. Do you remember that one? Anybody who has any um, connection to reality about what is going on around them should have watched that and said, the adults are back in the room. It it seems as though we have a, uh, a professional adult once again in the White House 
who's just simply doing the work. Really, the, the theme, I would say, is the adults are back. Still, it is a relief to have adults in charge. Now we have adults in the White House. Okay, the adults are back in the room. Um, there is a sense, I think, the world over that the adults have returned. We have an adult in the White House now, and it's glorious. I'm surrounded by idiots. I mean, really think about, oh, the adults are back in the room. Yo, if this is the adults, we need to take away their car keys because they have no idea what they're doing. And comparative to the adults, Trump was an expert on everything. And if you don't believe me, ask him. Introducing Ask Trump, the advice seminar from a man who's an expert on everything. Nobody knows the politicians better than I, I do. I know more about ISIS than the generals. Nobody knows more about campaign finance. Nobody knows much more about technology. Nobody knows more about environmental impact statements. I understand the tax laws better than almost anyone. He'll take your questions on everything from baseball deals. Nobody knows more about trade than me. To children's gifts. Nobody has better toys than I do. Ask Trump can improve your vocabulary. I know words. I have the best words. Audiences enjoy it so much it feels like a religious experience. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Ask Trump is so successful the critics are going nuclear. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. Ask Trump, the fastest growing advice seminar in the country. Because nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It goes down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There it is. It is Fox Across America. The main man, Jimmy Fallon. Fired up. Dave Landau's around the corner. National touring comedian. It's a brave gig these days. You get on stage. I mean, you got to have punch to go with your punchlines. People are attacking comedians. Uh, it's nuts. Uh, but it's, this is, these are the times we're living in. Uh, if you like my stand-up, you've never actually seen me in person. I know some of you have, and that's awesome. We've got a lot of dates coming up. Uh, but next Thursday, a week from tomorrow, it is May the 19th, I will be doing stand-up live on the Fox News channel on Gutfeld uh, next Thursday night. They're starting a new thing. You know, when the show goes on the road, they normally have a comic come on at the end for the last block of the show and do stand-up. I've done it down in Nashville, um, and that was quite an honor. It was a, honestly a career highlight. It was really wild for me. Uh, but next Thursday, I will become the first comic to do the show live here in New York. Uh, in the history of the Fox News Channel. That's uh, quite an honor, man. I'm not going to lie. Don't don't think any of this stuff is lost on me. I just want you to understand that to get here, 
Uh, it, it really does. It takes a lot of work to make this hot mess that I happen to be seem organized and presentable and on top of stuff. So I feel a self-imposed burden of execution that never goes away. Like whatever that we'll do talking tonight, it's going to be amazing. But I'm going to get out of bed tomorrow being like, ah, we got Harris Faulkner. Oh, then we got Kennedy. Oh, we got Fox and Friends first. You know, there's stuff to do. And uh, I'm on top of it. I'm having the best time. I've never been happier as a person. But, uh, you know, it can sound like I'm almost flippant about all these cool appearances because there's a lot of them to do. But I'm flippant because the minute I say to you like, hey, check me out, May 19th, in my head, I'm like, so what am I going to open with? You know, I start thinking, ta- you know, tactical. Sun Tzu, the art of war. All battles are won and lost before the first shot is fired. That's the way I see this. And that's the way Dave Landau sees it. I love bringing him on. Uh, he is going to be the next guest on the show after this next break. And the reason being is Landau is a real comic. He doesn't care if people get upset. He doesn't care if they get offended. He realizes his place in society. We are misfit toys. We spend 23 hours a day watching dirty movies inside a La Quinta. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But when we emerge from La Quinta, okay, we're not trying to be taken seriously. We're just trying to have a good time. And we will next. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And your radio buddy fired up to talk to this next guest. He's one of my favorite comedians maybe ever. And uh, on top of that, as a recovering addict, this is a guy who was trying to influence judges long before they made it cool last week. Dave Landau is here. Yo, Diamond Dave. Hey, how are you, sir? Were you ever in your uh, law and orderless heyday trying to intimidate judges? No. Uh, well, no, I don't think so. <laughs> it's very hard to in- <laughs> it's very hard to have you know when you pass out behind a wheel in a toga, stuff like that. They're usually not afraid of you. They just look at you like you're garbage, and they're right. <laughs> Well, I'm of two minds because we've got women marching outside the homes of Supreme Court justices. And there's a side of me that's like, that's a federal crime. You can't be doing that. But then there's another side of me that looks at these women and is like, they really do need the exercise. Who am I to stand in the way? Exactly. I and, well, they started chanting that uh, the, uh, one of the Supreme Court justices loves Nickelback, I believe. Yeah. And turns out I like Nickelback, I guess. I always <laughs> uh, hated them, but now I have to be a fan. It's just, just because of how much I don't like them. It's so it's all so transactionally stupid. Uh, it really is, man. Uh, there's never been a dumber time to be alive. And I've been watching it. And I know as a comedian, you know, people try to say to us and I this I want to push back on something you hear a lot as a comic. They're like, oh, there's so much good material now as a comedian. But the problem is it all has the life expectancy of a carnival goldfish because there's always another stupid a day later. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I would rather have everything be fine and me writing jokes about my dog at this point because <laughs> it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it's so true. Remember we used to make fun of people for doing airline material? I'd love a guy who did airline – do all the airline material. It'd be great. 
Just oh, is that's all we had? Yeah. Oh, the greatest day ever. Now it's just now I we we actually have to worry about being murdered on stage, <laughs> which was never really a thing before unless it was our own hearts. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. We've all had plenty of nights where we were wishing death upon ourselves. You've all you've all done an hour gig where your soul is in a fetal position for forty three of those forty five minutes. But the idea. Yeah, the only... yeah go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, the real death risk was just getting paid $200 at a Native American casino when you performed to no one and slot machines. <laughs> We're talking to Dave Landau, who will actually be at the Funny Bone in Des Moines, Iowa, June 10th and 11th. That's a hot one. Indeed. Get out to Iowa, see Diamond Dave. Uh, it does not entitle you to an onstage meet and greet, though. That's, I think, the point you're trying to make, is you prefer the meet and greet after the show, not during the show. Yes, and I prefer a good handshake, not a handshake, and then you stab me like Albert Finney in Drive, or sorry, Albert Brooks <laughs> in Drive. That's funny, but that's what's going on. It's like it's like they're now called punchlines for a whole different reason. You got to throw a punch. Let, weigh in on this because this is a theory I posited on the air. But I'm sure you've been in clubs where Chappelle walks in from time to time, does a drop in or anything like that. You know this incident at the Hollywood Bowl where his security did ultimately get to the guy, but the guy made it to Chappelle, which in a big arena like that, you know, if you go to see a band, there's always like 100 bouncers between the talent and the crowd, and it really is impossible to get to the artist. You know, unless you're Demi Moore in the Dancing in the Dark video where she dances with Bruce Springsteen, who's totally overrated, but stick with me. Courtney Cox, it was Courtney yeah. Cox, you're right. But uh, Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, you're not supposed to get to the... All right, on Springsteen, so we'll circle back to him. Yeah. Uh, but the thing yeah. is, okay, you're not supposed to get to the artist. I do have a theory that Chappelle's security, who did ultimately beat the hell out of the guy, they are. he is so stoned every time I've ever met him. I mean, like, stoned within an inch of his life. There might be a world yeah. where clearly the venue security failed... Uh, but is, could you see a world where also Chappelle's detail was, you know, a little toked up and a little slow off that first step off the base? Oh, I would certainly say so, considering the first person to him was Chris Rock. <laughs> That's true. He was there. A lot of people don't yeah. know that part of the story. Yeah, he's the one that yelled was that Will Smith. <laughs> and uh, I, I've actually, not to be like name droppy, but same like with Chappelle, it's like I've opened for him at like theaters and uh, uh, an arena. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen a way where I could even get on stage. Like I had to be to the side, like watching from like his, sitting on a speaker. Yep. I don't know how they got on. And the crazy part is it's so insane now. That somebody goes, how am I going to get a knife into the Hollywood Bowl? I know. I'll hide it in a gun, and it works. <laughs> it's seriously, it's psychotic. But that is also L.A. So the you know district attorney Gascon, uh, you know, he came out yesterday and said we're just all nuts. You know, if we wanted this guy right. charged with a felony, but there is a world. This is this is I know. This is my take there. This is my it's take. Like, I was at the I was at the Tampa Improv last Thursday. They actually had bouncers on either side of the stage, which I've never seen that before. There's bouncers, you right. know, but I've I've never seen them there with me. Like I was a president speaking at the podium, and I had Secret Service ten feet away on either side. You know what I'm saying? But oh yeah, I do think on some level we will see more of this, if only because notoriety comes from doing it. 
You know, it's a it's a much it's a much more decent way of being like a mass shooter, because I do think on some level, whenever there's a mass shooting, you know, you see the guy's name all over the news. Here's his Facebook page. Here's everybody he ever met in his life. Every girl he ever dated, you know, and losers in a weird way are incentivized because they gain some notoriety from stuff like this. I think on the plus side, if you're just going to tackle comics instead of shooting people, I'm in. I do like that. And I'd be willing to make that sacrifice as a comic if it, if it lowers all the other bad stuff that's out there. But. But I do think on some level, like big name comics are going to have to deal with this. It's like its own ice bucket challenge. Like, can you see a world where they tackle Seinfeld? No. <laughs> What's the deal with gun knives? Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I absolutely can. And I can see. Well, I mean, and you look at people that are more reverent, actually, you look at somebody like Burr or yeah. somebody who, you know, is actually triggering people. I mean, I think it's become. A point now where I already have metal detectors in most of the theaters. If I play a theater, (laughs) clubs now have bouncers that actually do their job, Uh which before it was just the bouncers in the back of the room, like hitting on a waitress. (laughs) You know, honestly, if anybody rushes the stage, they could be beating you to death and the guy would be like, oh, just tell him, you know, to make fun of him. (laughs) I'm going to put this on my Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no one would actually do anything to help you. Um, yeah, unless it was like the Deep South 20 years ago, but that's about it. But, yeah, yeah I do think now that people are going to actually have to be on guard because it is a way to make a name for yourself, and that's what's scary. And I, the one thing I guess I do enjoy is the I, – I guess it's, I, maybe this is wrong to say, but I do enjoy just how jacked up he was, handcuffed to a stretcher, yeah. and they asked him why he did it. And it's like, my grandma couldn't pay rent. I'm like, well, I hope this helped. That hot <laughs> – that hospital bill is going to go really, really well with her overdue rent payment. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Dave Landau is on the phone. <laughs> Check him out at the Iowa Funny Bone, June 10th and 11th. It'll be a great show. I vouch for him. You know, in uh, in Fargo, Shep Proudfoot. It's like you know, I you know, I don't Shep Proudfoot vouches for him. I'm I'm vouching for you. You know what I mean? I'm the Shep Thank Proudfoot. You. Of this transaction right here, Jerry. Uh, but uh, it, it really is funny. I, another thing that I was laughing at when we weren't punching comedians or at least beating up people who attempted to, uh, there's this thing now going on with you know Twitter and Elon Musk and Trump could come back. And we've had this discussion in the past where I almost think it's to the country's best interest that Trump doesn't come back. I think he knows that on some level, too, because it's given the Democrats a lot of rope right now, you know, because we're not talking yeah. about which Saturday Night Live actress he called a pig or, you know, he called Rosie O'Donnell a land whale. And that's usually a headline for like a day and a half. Now we're actually talking. Now he's I mean, that was the greatest line in the history of the presidency when he was at that first debate. And Megyn Kelly goes, you've called women pigs and hogs and dogs. And he goes, only Rosie O'Donnell and and actually got like a def jam applause break at a presidential debate. I mean, he probably won the the presidency the first night of the first debate. No, absolutely. That's well, he won my heart that night. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Well, well, this is what I think is so funny. Right. Definitely. And it was outrageous fun. That was in Cleveland. I remember I was watching it. I was was screaming at the TV. But, you know, there's this whole thing now where they're trying to group Elon Musk with Trump. Like, oh, he's only buying Twitter because he's like a right wing extremist. But he actually is like one of the most liberal people in the world in terms of his beliefs. And there's that joke that everybody who wants him dead right now is driving one of his cars. I mean, the people most concerned about Elon Musk buying Twitter are the people who drive Teslas. No. Oh, 100%. It's everybody who wants to save the world and save the environment, which is the guy who's 
He's the, the only guy who made it look cool and had it become affordable. Yeah. And they all want him to like it, it is insane to watch them talk out of both sides. Well, drive out of one side of their mouth and then <laughs> just try to murder out of the other. I don't really know, but just to watch everyone go crazy. They don't look past the headline. That's the problem now. Yeah, there's no... they don't look past an idea someone else told them. It's it's the most insane mob mentality I've ever seen. It's like the Roe vs. Wade thing. It's like we can't have abortions anymore. It's like no, they just might make it go to the states. Yeah. Well, that... What? No, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go outside some guy's house. Yeah. Like, Let me walk and draw hangers in the street. You know, like normal people that are grounded. <laughs> Don't forget, they're the sane side. They're the reasonable side. It's it's phenomenal. Yes. And every my body, my choice person is back now. After telling you to get a vaccine in your body, even if it wasn't your choice, now they're back to my body, my choice. Men can't have babies. They don't hear themselves. They sound crazy. That's the point. I think you get it. But what I'm fascinated by is in this whole Twitter thing, and they're doing this with the Roe thing, is they're trying to lump in racism, you know, you know, because if they pass Roe, then they're going to ban integrated classrooms. Then they're going to ban integrated marriage. And, you know, there is a part of me that laughs at that because Clarence Thomas is married to a white woman but on some level if you take a step back it would be really clever on his part if he couldn't stand his wife anymore and he just banned interracial marriage no <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah he's like look uh my hands are tied on this one guys I, uh, <laughs> sorry I'm, honey <laughs> i'd love to do another 30 years you know till death do his part but with this scotus and all i guess uh, you should you know pack up i get to keep all my stuff it is the law <laughs> uh, <laughs> girl get going but but it's like you know we, we are of an age, Dave Landau, where when we were kids, it was so seldom that someone was called a racist in open society that it was its own entity for three days in the news cycle. Someone had kicked the DJ table, scratched the record. You didn't call anyone a racist unless there was like actually something racist going on. And now the fact that they've exhausted the currency of the word so much has really put them in a bad spot as Democrats because this was supposed to move the needle for them. Elon Musk is buying Twitter. It's racist. Abortion's going to end. That's racist. And no one's responding. Like the actual CNN polling on this shows the Republican got a bigger bounce from that Supreme Court draft leak than the Democrats did. So are we beyond racism? Like, does it not mean anything to us anymore when we hear the term? Well, yeah, I mean, RIP CNN Plus. Um, but <laughs> Funny. It, it's sad because when I was young, I remember very, I don't remember, well, I shouldn't say that I don't remember any kind of racism, but I definitely don't. I never, we never really looked at it. And when you heard somebody say something actually racist, which was extremely rare, or you heard about it, it was disgusting. Like you just were, it yeah. was the, it was very unpleasant. Nobody wanted to deal with it. Um, and a lot of your, you know, our grandparents were like Irish and Italian and whatever. Like I'm Irish and Italian, so like I hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> like that was just part of what it was when you're a kid, you know. Uh-huh. Like everybody came, everybody kind of came from these different places, and. Uh, now, yeah, we've we've destroyed the word. Now it's just like, oh, you're a racist. You're like, because I said I like pizza. <laughs> well, you're and you're like, yeah. you're like, I'm glad Elon Musk bought Twitter so we can have freedom of speech. Well, you're a racist. You just want white supremacy. I don't understand. So you just like your freedom of speech, but the idea of actual freedom of speech makes me a racist. And now at this point, you just go. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a racist. Great, yeah, it's fine. Okay, you don't even care. There's no, there's no, there's no stigma to the word. No, it's not. I mean, this is a guy whose family fled apartheid 
and they're accusing him of buying Twitter to bring back apartheid. I'm like, wouldn't it have That's been <laughs> wouldn't it have been cheaper to just stay, not pack the U-Haul? You know what I mean? It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah, the, the guy had to leave California because of people like you and move it to Texas because he didn't want to deal with your insane taxes. It's so like, that's, it's so crazy, yeah. And they, that's that's what's great. He is African American. Mm-hmm. I know that that's nuts, but he is. No one's so. no, no one's giving him the credit. You'll never get the credit for that. Where's the Where's the government building with Elon Musk's name on it? You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Uh, but, but we're at the same point with racism, really quick, that we got to with MAGA. So Biden, you know, he always likes to just when there's a problem, you know, remember the old commercials like shout it out, you know, when in doubt, you shout it out, you spray a little shout on it. You know, that's him with the yeah. word MAGA. You know, things are bad. You know, MAGA it out. You say something about MAGA. And, uh, you know, it didn't work last week when that Supreme Court document got, you know, leaked. He said, what, this MAGA crowd, they're the most extreme political group in our nation's history. And I do think the Klan would like to have a word on that. But uh, stay, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, uh, but stick with me. Uh, th- the idea now that yeah. this week – go ahead. There's two skinheads in Venice Beach just like, hey, yeah. <laughs> we're trying. It's, it's, like, it's outrageous. They're the worst political group in history. I'm like, really? Because people killed people. Some of them were Democratic groups like the Klan, but even like the Weather Underground that was blowing up police stations. You know? You're know, you not getting a lot of that out of MAGA. You know, But they're done doing this thing now where he's calling it ultra MAGA. They've turned it into like deodorants. You now like have MAGA extreme, MAGA sport. And uh, I just right. think they're going to have to do better than words. That's all. No, they're making it an Avengers thing where it's like it's not Thanos. It's not – it's like you're the bad guy. What, did you remember when MAGA – okay, we'll say MAGA. Do you remember when Trump was in office and we had that, I don't know, jobs and a, uh, you know, an economy and the stock market was good. And every time I looked at my portfolio, I'm not like, did I lose half of everything again today? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Babies had formula. It was a different time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember that? There, there, there weren't just cargo ships of things just sitting uh, in China that they won't send us because yeah. they weren't terrified of our leader. Yeah, those were good days. And now he's – this is what I hate is like you're still blaming the president of years ago. The idea is, is if you're a new president, you're supposed to make all this change, and you've done nothing except blame the last guy while you've just let the world go to hell. I mean – or the country. Yeah, no, and you really have. That's, there's no way to let Gandhi go that. No, he is, and this was so, so pleasant. And by the end, I got us back to full-on, hey, you kids, get off my lawn mode, and I'm proud of that because we were having a Me lot too. of fun. But here we are back in the rocking chair. I'm about to start throwing rocks, so let's go to commercial. Uh, you're the best, Dave Landau. The Iowa Funny Bone, it's June 10th and 11th. It's going to be a banger. No tackling, right? Uh, I'm hoping no tackling, but uh, if I hope they're checking for uh, gun knives or sword pistols or whatever at the door, I would appreciate it. <laughs> All right, I'll make some phone calls. You're the man. I'll see you soon, brother. Thank you, bro. There he goes. There we go. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This episode is brought to you by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Powerful yet smooth. Contained but never tame. Proudly going their own way, but never going alone. This is the spirit inside Buffalo Trace bourbon. Made at Buffalo Trace Distillery, the world's most award-winning distillery. Buffalo Trace is always perfectly untamed. Distilled, aged, and bottled by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Franklin County, Kentucky. 90 proof, 45% alcohol by volume. Learn more at buffalotracedistillery.com. Please drink responsibly. 
Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who happens to know a lot of black conservatives. Uh, happen to know a lot of gay conservatives. Hey, I've even interviewed a trans conservative right here in my studio by the name of Caitlyn Jenner. But according to people on the left, they don't actually exist. So said Sonny Hostin on The View a couple of days ago. The View is awful. Oh, it really is. Highest streaming show in Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) They can't waterboard anymore. You confess or I'll show you another Joy Behar clip. Holy hell. By the way, I know it's a week... Day seven of the Joy Behar sex strike. I hope all you men out there are hanging in there. I know it's, that's tough. It's hard on me too, brother. The best thing about the Joy Behar sex strike is you know it was started by her husband. He came up with the idea. He's like, you know, Joy, no more banging. I'm just, nah, no more. You, you show them, Joy. Then he just got out of there. Uh, but we're going to talk about black conservatives with a very prominent black conservative when we come back on Fox Across America. I feel good. Dad, are you singing to your cereal? Yes, I am. Like I knew that I would. No, a dance too? Come on, Ava. Silk almond milk. Starts the morning on a high note. Yow! Songs, dances, and dad jokes. So good. So good. I got you. Mm. Silk almond milk. With calcium, vitamins A, D, and E. Feel plenty good. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. Woo, here it is. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is a very fired up Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not a shameless race-baiting buffoon. Uh, Pretty much everybody on The View is. I agree with that. But we're going to narrow it down in this hour with Florida Congressman Byron Donalds, who, according to Sonny Hostin on The View, doesn't actually exist. She doesn't understand black conservatives, considers it an oxymoron, says there's no such thing. What would you do with a brain if you had one? It's a good question to ask Sonny Hostin, uh, but we will, of course, be asking Byron Donalds in this hour. And, of course, if your fine self would like to chime in, 888-788-9910, you know the deal. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat. Just don't be a... That is it, okay? The view, as you know, we make fun of it a lot. We play you clips from time to time, basically so you can feel better about your own life. I mean, deep down, uh, one of my best friends in showbiz, one of my better friends anyway, is is the warm-up comic for The View. And what that means is when you go to these live talk shows, they have a comic that comes on beforehand, before the talent gets on stage, makes you laugh, gets the room in the mood, you know, to have a good time and emote. If they need you to clap, you clap. If they need you to scream, you scream. If they need you to cry, you cry. Whatever you need to do, uh, the warm-up comic's job is to essentially be a human cattle prod that just zaps you into participating at, at a high level. Okay, that's how it works. Well, anybody, and you've probably heard this on the show before, But anybody who works at The View knows that off camera, okay, it is not, you know, the REM video, shiny, happy people. Nobody, nobody, nobody on The View likes one another. They all hate each other. They all, they all hate each other, but not, not nearly as much as they hate themselves, uh, but, but just as much as they hate conservatives and the idea that conservative views are having a huge 
huge uptick in the minority community. Why? Because anybody paying attention realizes the Democrats have failed the black community decade after decade after decade. Correct the mundo. Okay, understand that. You know, when you go back to like, let's say the summer of 2020, when they were burning down 12 cities, the Democrats were cheering it on. We're defunding the police. That's what we're going to do. That's what we were told. We were told by elected officials, (laughs) elected officials, that the police constituted a bigger threat to the community than the criminals. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Well, you have to have common sense to use it. And a lot of these prominent Democrats didn't. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Defund the police, said AOC. AOC is a dope. And so is everyone else on The View who was pushing that message. You understand, they push messages. The term I use, I say people are politically transactional. And what that means is they will change their belief, their opinion, their stance on anything. We're living in this death of shame if they think it'll help their party. Oh, the Republicans support police? Well, that does it. Let's get rid of the police. You realize that like political opposition used to come with a basic decency. You didn't champion causes that would be a monstrosity of a detriment to the people you purported to be fighting for. Defund the police, just so we're under understood, has led to a 32 percent spike in murders in who? The black community, in the black community. I admire your honor. They're the ones who bore the brunt of defund the police. Okay, and while they were being murdered at increased rates, black congresswomen race baiting buffoons like Cori Bush got caught spending money on private security, even as they were calling to defund them and then said, shut up and suck it up. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. Are you stupid or something? Uh, It's almost a rhetorical question. We're trying to save lives by defunding the people who actually go out there and risk their life to save lives. Are you you keeping score at home? Again, I say this all the time. We don't have a crime problem. We have a stupid problem. Stupid people got elected. It has nothing to do with Cori Bush's race or her gender. She is an actual stupid person. Okay, no two ways about it. She is stupid. Okay, and anybody out there masquerading as if, oh, no, defund the police, put it into social safety nets. Really? When was the last time, you know, saw a mugger taking down some old woman, some senior citizen? Okay, some poor defenseless girl. And you're like, yeah, if only we could get like some social safety program on the phone to get down here. Help us out. You know, heaven forbid a guy with a gun and a badge shows up. Folks, the old saying, when you have the facts, pound the facts. When you have nothing, pound the table. Nobody, nobody pounds the facts when it comes to racist cops. Put up or shut up. They'll do neither. They won't put up, but they won't shut up. 
But for that reason, because winning elections is so important to them, they're willing to keep telling you cops are racist. They're willing to keep telling you that anyone who questions that narrative must also be a racist or at the bare minimum, not a black person. Okay, that's what we were told in the run up to 2020. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Think about that. If you're not on the side that wants to defund the police, you ain't black. Even though you're the people that are going to get murdered, that's what we're dealing with. When someone dares defy the party orthodoxy, dude, they get annihilated. The war on black and gay conservatives. Think of the things that were said to my man, Tim Scott, when he gave the State of the Union rebuttal. Do you remember Joe Biden gave his first State of the Union? I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And Tim Scott gave the rebuttal. And what was he rewarded with on Twitter? They allowed the term Uncle Tim to trend for over 13 hours before they took it down because that's a racist, racist slur against Tim Scott, who was out there speaking to the progress we've made on race in this country. He didn't say we were perfect. He said that no country on earth has worked harder to create a level playing field than America. That's a statement of fact. We're not perfect, but we'll never get there if we don't acknowledge how far we work to get here. But the Democrats want you to believe that America in 2022 is America in 1922 because they can run on racial grievance. But do they actually solve any of the problems that are really facing the black community? The answer would be no. What is the issue facing the black community? It's not racism. Okay. Cops are not killing black men for sport. That's just not a statement of fact. And 98% of these homicides are black-on-black crimes, and they're not because of racism. They're because Democrats have bankrupted inner cities in this country. There is a direct correlation between high rates of violent crime and low rates of economic opportunity. That's not specific to their race. That's specific to any race. If you don't have upward mobility on a financial standpoint, you are more likely to make money in ways that involve violence, rape, carjackings, drug dealings, stuff like that. But when Democrats see a riot like they did in the summer of 2020, what do they tell you? Oh, uh, a riot is the language of the unheard. And that's a famous Martin Luther King quote that they like. They don't like the other Martin Luther King quote, which is, I want to live in a world where we judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. They hate that one because in the woke left, everything comes down to the color of your skin. Everything woke turns to who could argue. Okay, but they say a, 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 a riot, a riot. It's the language of the unheard. But they never stop to talk about why these people don't feel heard in cities that were run by Democrats for 50 straight years. I think he's got a point. Think about that. Where were they rioting? Where were they rioting? Minneapolis. Democrats have run it every year except four since 1957. Philadelphia, New York, Baltimore, Milwaukee, Detroit. What do they all have in common? Chicago. 50 years of Democratic leadership. The Democrats have disproportionately harmed the black community more than anything else going on in this country. Anything else. So when you see black conservatives like Byron Donald, who's coming on the show in a little bit, dare step outside of the party orthodoxy and go with the conservatives on this one, it's because they're having a conversation based on the facts instead of the emotions that the Democrats have used to manipulate entire voting blocks with. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. And everyone knows that. But the big problem here is a lot of the people peddling those stupid ideas start to believe them. They start to believe that, oh, if you're a black conservative, you're not even like a real person. Like, I've never even heard of one of these. Isn't that an oxymoron? And that's what they do to even if you were to talk about gay conservatives or trans conservatives. Think about how politically transactional the left is. This is it in a nutshell. Are you ready for this? Caitlyn Jenner is the Jackie Robinson 
of trans people. What I mean by that is Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. He integrated Major League Baseball, got his name on everything known to man because he was a first. He showed a courage in showing up as the first one to represent a certain demographic at a time when it didn't exist. And for that, he was saluted and honored. Now, when Caitlyn Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner, transitioned, got on the cover of Vanity Fair, Democrats heaped that same level of praise. Understand, they did. Okay, she got an ESPN Courage Award. She was all over every TV show. Everybody was like, go on, girl. She looks beautiful. We love you. And then they, she was like, by the way, I am a conservative. And they were like, uh, get her out. Get her out of here. <laughs> get her a conservative. Get her the f- out of here. I don't want to see her. Because the politics were more important than the people. They didn't care about the trans movement. They cared about weaponizing the trans movement. Okay, they cared about using it for political leverage. But when you take away the political leverage and say, hey, hey, I'm not one of you, I think for myself, they hate you. And this is why Sonny Hostin can't fathom black conservatives. Here it is, clip 36. I do say that I have many conservative values that I will talk to you about. And so if you look at your network you that you're Republican? standing behind, yes, and when you look at your network that you're standing behind, you're saying that you look at Chris Cuomo. I feel like that's an oxymoron, a black Republican. You feel oh, like it's an oxymoron? I do. Why? Your friend right here is a Republican. We had this conversation. Tell, tell you do. Or you say you feel like it's an oxymoron that you're Catholic, but you also are pro-life. I, I don't understand either. No, you, you don't understand yourself then. You have, you have disagreements. I understand myself. Can, I don't understand I, either of this, But it's not a personal conversation. Yeah. We're going, I don't, like, we're, I we're don't. having a personal conversation about, about CNN I, I don't understand and how black things Republicans, can get And I don't understand Latino Republicans. Well, today this is not about me and it's not about you. It's about celebrating Corinne Jean-Pierre. And I think we should. We can agree on that. That was absolutely dreadful. That was, by the way, Anna Navarro there at the end. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Oh, what a slob. I saw her at the correspondence dinner. She gave me the nastiest three looks you've ever seen another human give another human. And she wandered off in some dress that apparently someone thought was a good idea for her to wear. I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, This is not a show for personal attacks. But the point is. They're trashing. They're trashing a woman who says she's a black conservative because in their worldview, black people don't have a right to think for themselves. Believe me. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. It all comes back to that entitlement. Joe Biden thought he could say that on Charlemagne's show. Thought you could say, you know, no, this isn't even open for debate because they've gotten so used to controlling the monopoly of thought that they feel entitled to that black vote, no matter how much harm they do to the black community. Okay, we're going to talk about this to Byron Donalds because I've got more of this to share with you. There are clips from Janet Yellen, just a total dirtbag, saying aborting black babies is actually good for the economy. What the hell did you just say? I didn't say it. She did. I'll play it for you when we come back. Just why? 
A show so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Roe v. Wade and access to reproductive health care, including abortion, helped lead to increased labor force participation. Just to declare the did you say that ending the life of a child is good for the labor force participation rate? Uh, it means that children will grow up in poverty yeah. and do do worse themselves. Thank and you. Let me let me is, just say my time harsh. on the topic. This is I, the truth. I'll just simply say that as a guy raised by a black woman in abject poverty, I'm thankful to be here. What the hell is the world coming to? That is Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen flat out saying, oh, no, no, we need to be aborting babies because it's good for the labor force. Labor force and uh, participation now is more important than the life of a black child. That's Tim Scott, the first black man to serve in both houses of Congress, who under Janet Yellen's plan would not have been born into this world. Do you realize what's going on on the left? They're crazy. Even crazier when faced with the option of returning abortion to the states where the people would be able to vote on it and potential limitations as well. And I'm not the only one who feels that way. Harold joins us from Raleigh, North Carolina. He's back on the show. Yo, Harold. Hey, thank you for taking my call, sir. Of course. Uh, foremost, I... I'm, I'm a black I'm a black male and I wish I could get on that um the view or whatever that show is. <laughs> so I can give these people I didn't get the memo that you're supposed to be poor, uneducated. <laughs> Um, get locked up, make babies you can't afford. I guess I didn't get the memo because I didn't do any of those things, and I did, I did very well in America. <laughs> well, yeah, for that reason, though, you're not welcome on the show. The only way you're getting it is if you sneak past security with me. Right. And since 1973, depending on who you, what numbers you use, mm-hmm. 19 to 23 million black babies have been aborted. Yep. That's about 800 babies a day. Mm-hmm. They complain about geno- police genocide. It would take five years for the police departments in America to shoot 1,250 black men. Mm-hmm. They abort that many babies in two hours. That's crazy. That is psychotic when you think of the real stats. And let's be clear, because I'm, I'm, you, you're very well informed on this. Uh, abortion was actually started and championed by a woman named Margaret Sanger who wanted uh, black abortions. And Hillary Clinton won the Margaret Sanger Award, and black people voted for her like she was the best thing since hot sauce. <laughs> well, well, she does carry it in her purse, to be fair. Um, and, and one other thing, I, Mr. Fowler, um, th- those people that are protesting in front of the judges' homes, if mm-hmm. there's a, a U.S. code or something for these people to be arrested, then they should be. The reason why these people are out of control is because nobody gets arrested anymore. There's an excuse for everything. Spot on. And I'm- as a retired policeman, the bottom line is that's why the, the, most of these cities have gone to, gone to you-know-what because mm-hmm. – there's no enforcement of the law. Everybody does what they want to do. And when you get caught, there's an excuse. Yep. Uh, no, you're 100 percent right. I mean, taking away accountability 
And that's also what abortion is. You're taking away accountability from people's lives. It doesn't help society. It hurts society. It sets us back, you know, and that's where we're watching such a, you know, a profound decay in the quality of everything. But like, Harold, you get it. We just need to clone you Uh, instead of aborting you like Janet Yellen wants to. We need to clone you. Uh, Call back in again soon. Let's do this again, brother. Adventure has its own style. It's made of tall trees, unpaved trails, and at the center, the most capable Subaru Forester yet, the 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. It comes with 9.2 inches of ground clearance paired with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and advanced dual-function X-Mode. Discover adventure on a deeper level. The 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. To explore all you can do with the rugged Subaru Wilderness family of vehicles, visit Subaru.com wilderness. It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And, you know, we were talking at the tippy top of the hour that if you were to ask a Democrat or you were to ask a member of The View, they would tell you black conservatives aren't actually a thing. Uh, but not only have I, I met met one, I've, I mean, I've met tens of thousands of them at this point. Uh, I've met this dude. I've, I've had his, my show stolen from his 10-year-old kid. He's a superstar representative from the great state of Florida. Byron Donald's back on the show. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? Good. Thank you for this proof of life call, because I was told there's no such thing as a black conservative. So you're, you're, I'm making good on a promise to my listeners right now. So, Jimmy, you know what's funny about this is that when I was actually running for Congress, uh, one of my ads said that I was the I was the thing that the fake news media says doesn't exist. And here they go. They still say I don't exist, even though I'm in the halls of Congress. It's quite infuriating. <laughs> Luckily for me, I really don't care what they think. Yeah, no, nor should you. But what I think is so fascinating about this thing, and, and I, you know this, is that the people who are supposed to be the po- party of tolerance, there's nothing more intolerant uh, than watching a liberal react to the existence of a black conservative, a gay conservative. Even, you know, Caitlyn Jenner is a trans conservative. One of the funniest things in the world is when she came out as Caitlyn Jenner, the left gave her a courage award. Then she said she was a Republican and she's been completely ostracized from the community. It doesn't exist anymore. Exactly like They're right. very shamelessly exactly transactional. Right. Well, I mean, look, look, for the Democrats and for the left, all they care about is the agenda. Whoever has to be trampled for the agenda to pass is fine. Whoever has to be marginalized in order for the, the agenda to pass is fine. And so for them, they're, they have no problem with dehumanizing whole sections of American society as long as the agenda passes. So this mess on The View, all that is is because, you know, Sonny Hostin can't, like, wrap her head around it, which – is crazy to me because if you're a practicing attorney or an attorney or whatever she's done with her career, I don't follow her, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But you mean to tell me in all those days that you've never come across a black Republican? What that means to me is that you live a very sheltered, isolated life away from reality. Yeah, especially if you look at where where the you know polls are trending with black voters and Latino voters are both you know abandoning the Democratic Party in massive numbers. But I wanted to ask you this. I, I saw you— uh, subtweet Sonny hosted and asked to come on the View. Have we gotten a response? Not yet, but you know, I told I told the View. I was like, look, I'll come on. By the way, I'd be more interesting than any of their other guests. By the way, that's number one. Better but dress number too. Two, I would love nothing to do. I would love nothing better than to come on. We can have that conversation. 
you know, I'm quite sure me and Joy Behar have plenty to talk about, plenty to discuss. Sonny and I can actually get this figured out and worked out. And it was, it would be great TV for the American people. It'd be box office, man. I'm telling you. Box office. <laughs> if anyone could save The View, because right now The View is the highest streaming show in Guantanamo Bay. It's how they interrogate people now that you can't waterboard. Like, if you don't confess, I'm gonna, oh you're going to get another Joy Behar monologue. If you don't confess, stat. <laughs> it's bad, man. It's bad. But you get it, man. But they, they wouldn't have you on. And, and the thing I, the thing I just want to point out is that I know uh, that you would go on that show, as would I if I was ever on the show. Uh, we go on in good faith. We don't actually show up looking for confrontation because we believe in our ideas. I think people feel so threatened by the idea battle right now. And it's it's why, you know, they're in su- such overwhelming favor of censorship. And, you know, even with the repeal of Roe and the SCOTUS draft leak is a good point to make is they keep right. telling us it's the end of democracy. But isn't technically the beginning of democracy if it gets sent back to the states and we have to vote? It absolutely is. I mean, look, here's the deal. What what the Supreme Court did in 73 actually ended the political debate on abortion in the United States. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that. Yep. And if you want to look at the actual ruling itself, it's a terrible ruling. Forget how you feel about abortion one way or the other. The ruling itself is awful. Every legal scholar knows that. So the appropriate thing in our democracy, in a republic, is to have the people in the several states, you know, those 50 laboratories of, of democracy, allow them to chart their own path. Because the truth of the matter is, Jimmy, is that no matter what a state does, whether for abortion or against abortion, that has nothing to do with the operations of the United States Constitution and of the federal government. What the Democrats have always wanted is their agenda agenda cemented either by the court or by the bureaucracy. And as long as that happens, everything is okay. If there's any any opposition to the agenda, and that's why I say it's bigger than just Roe, any opposition to the agenda – then what happens is that's controversial. That's a threat to democracy. It's the same gaslighting from the political left that happens every time. It's so true because they're trying to use it as a catch-all to get more people mobilized. They've said it's a threat to gay marriage. It's a threat to integrated schools. But the leaked draft memo specifically says that this would not affect other cases. But they don't really care about that because obviously this is about turnout in the midterms. But according to the polling so far, conservatives have got a bigger bump from this than Democrats did. Um, so do you think part of that has to do with the fact that we now know there's just so much more scientifically we know now than we did 50 years ago? Yeah, I do. I think obviously the science has changed tremendously, and I love that Democrats don't want to talk about following the science anymore. Mm-hmm. I find that to be very interesting. That's all stopped now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right. The science has changed. We know about what happens with the, the, the prenatal development of an unborn child. We The data is clear. We know when an unborn child feels pain. Mm-hmm. We basically know when when – when a heartbeat is detected, we know all this information. Yeah. And so what we should be doing is actually following the science. And I think even the bigger thing is now you have people who are on the left side of our politics um, who are now understanding for the first time that our abortion laws in the United States are far more aggressive than the European laws. Yeah. And so I think these are the types of things that where you, if you have healthy debate in a society, it's good for a society overall. But let's be very clear. The Democrats and the left don't want debate. They want subjugation. They just want people to bend the knee, and they don't want any arguments because if there is an argument, then they have to actually 
get into the battlefield of ideas. And what people quickly realize is their talking points are skin level deep. There's not a lot of substance there. Oh, it's so true. We're talking to Florida Representative Byron Donalds from the 19th Congressional District. They're lazy. That's what it is because they have to fight for their ideas and nobody wants to because, as you said, the ideas aren't good. Did you see Janet Yellen yesterday tell my man Tim Scott that abortion is good for uh, labor force participation? I did not see that because Janet Yellen has still refused to come to the House and testify. She's supposed to testify, by the way, in both chambers of Congress. Mm -hmm. Um, She's not come to the House, which is actually a violation of federal law, mind you. So Janet Janet Yellen is in violation of the law. So I did not see the clip. Mm -hmm. But something tells me, knowing Janet Yellen and how she's gone through topics over the years, what she said does not surprise me or shock me at all. No, not Because for them, it's just the agenda. It's not about actually protecting the sanctity of life or freedom of speech or the, the right to pursue happiness or anything like that. Oh, it's so true. You know, Tim Scott, to his credit, basically, uh, she had said that, you know, Roe, uh, this the direct quote, just really quick, and I'll, I'll explain why. She said Roe v. Wade gave access to reproductive health care, including abortion, and that helped lead to increased labor force participation, at which point Tim Scott asked for clarity. He said, did you say that ending the life of a child is good for the labor force participation rate? She gives him a yes, and he said, I'll just simply say that as a guy raised by a black woman in abject poverty, I'm thankful to be here. But under Janet Yellen's worldview of abortion, Tim Scott doesn't get an at bat in life, and he is, you know— the first first black American to serve in both houses of Congress. I think the only thing, the only demerit you could throw at Tim Scott is that he once said on this show that Rocky Three is the best Rocky, which I, I don't think you could even co-sign, no? No, it's it's not the best Rocky. I mean, come on, man. It's easily it's easily Rocky two, and if you're gonna debate it, you might be able to go to Rocky four. You know. <laughs> Rocky. But, you know, I, I get listen, I get Clubber man I get Clubber Lang, man, because you know, the one thing that comes out of a bite of America that I can predict, pain. <laughs> I can predict that. That's about it. For you Rocky Three people, you know what I'm talking about. Clubber Lane, Rocky Three. Byron Donald's on the line now, the Mr. T of Congress. There's always a nickname. There's always a nickname. Um, <laughs> uh, throw, throw this one at me. Uh, you know, we're sending $40 billion over to Ukraine. Obviously, we all support Ukraine. Um, are we, yeah. But are we going to see all kinds of pork in this bill? Like, where is this going? Because at a time when there's a baby formula shortage and inflation is breaking records every day, there are people that are wondering where the limitation is there and how we make here a priority. Um, look, I, here's one thing. We were actually doing some behind-the-envelope math, uh, a, bunch of, a bunch of some of the members. T- about 28 percent of that spending bill, the $40 billion, is actually not going to Ukraine or it's not to American stockpiles to actually re, restock, re, re, uh, increase our inventories back to what it was before we started sending weapons over to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. 30% of that funding is going to Poland and other countries because of the refugee crisis associated with Ukraine. So we're sending billions of dollars to Poland to help with their refugee crisis, but we're not spending that money in our southern border to actually protect the southern border. So that's why myself and a, and a bunch of members, you know, I think about 58, 59 Republicans voted no yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's not about us wanting to not be supportive of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. We just voted for $33 billion two weeks ago to support Ukraine. Mm-hmm. My issue is, is that the administration is so haphazard. They have no plan. They have no strategy. They're just playing this thing fast and loose because the truth of the matter is, is that Joe Biden did not want to interfere and he did not want to help Ukraine from the beginning. He's being forced to help Ukraine because of politics. 
But if Joe Biden had it his way, Ukraine would have already fallen. Because America, remember, Joe Biden is the guy that called Vladimir Zelensky and told him, hey, we got a ride for you. And Vladimir Zelensky said, I don't need a ride. I need bullets. <laughs> so this is what's happened since that call about six weeks ago, is that now Joe Biden is Mr. Anti-Russia. But in reality, he was more than willing to sacrifice Ukraine to the Russians three months ago. So true. And nobody wants to get in an Uber driven by Joe Biden, bottom line. Zelensky was like, no, thanks. I'll I'll take my chances with the missiles. No, thanks. It sounds safer. Listen, uh, Clubber Lang, I understand you have another boxing match to get to. Give him hell out there. We'll do it again soon, okay? Absolutely, man. I pity the fool, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're the greatest. I'll see you soon. Byron Donalds from the 19th Congressional District of Florida. Uh, they had some business to get to on the floor, according to my producer. You know, you forget when you listen to the show sometimes, you certainly forget when you host it, that you're talking to elected officials that are actually voting on legislation that impacts all of our lives because we're talking about Mr. T and stuff like that. Uh, but he is uh, spot on in his assessments. This is the thing you got to understand about Sonny Hostin and every, con- every Democrat out there that says, oh, you know, I, I can't fathom. I can't fathom. How someone black could be a conservative. Let's think about it, okay? Just right, nuts and bolts. I always say this show is America's family meeting. And I always say governance is what? You look at governance like a family paying the bills at the end of the month. We have X amount of income. We have Y amount of bills. You know, we have what we want to do. We have what we need to do. You understand? We have requirements. What what do the kids want to do? They want to go to Disney World every weekend. But what would we need to do to make that happen? Dad would have to turn tricks behind Space Mountain to afford it. Okay, but as a matter of just pure basic standard of living, economic, quality of life, doing better for your family, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, let's discuss why black people are now overwhelmingly starting to drift into the conservative circle. Let's discuss why Latino voters overwhelmingly trying to stiffen into the conservative circle. The Democrats would have you believe that all Republicans are white. That is a fact check false. I mean, how many I mean, really think about it, the guys, Tim Scott and Byron Donaldson, all down the line. I mean, they told us we were white supremacists for electing Winsome Sears as the lieutenant governor of Virginia. Do you remember when Joy Reid went on TV with a straight face? And said tonight was a night of white supremacy in Virginia. Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. But really think about that. It's white supremacy. They're so white supremacist, they're voted in black people. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's crazy, but this is what they do. So anyway, okay, you think about the quality of life in this country. We have the highest gas prices in the history of this country. Is that something that only affects White people? The answer would be no. Okay, we have a 32-year spike in murders. Is that something that only affects white people? The answer would be no. Really think about that. Okay, abortion, which overwhelmingly harms the black community. Where I live in New York, there are more babies, black babies aborted every day than there are born. Think about that. All of these issues, crime, inflation, gas prices. Okay, we have a record level of fentanyl overdose deaths in our country. Is that something that only affects white people? The answer would be no. Of course not. But all of these things are happening under Democrats. So in what world wouldn't a black American say to themselves, hey, I think I'm going to give these conservatives a shot? You know, yeah, you've been told they're a bunch of racists that don't care about you. No, what the, what, what, what the conservative party cares about, okay, and the best person to ever articulate this 
was Ronald Reagan. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. What they care about, in the words of Reagan, so you understand, is limited government and level playing field that gives everybody equal opportunity. Equal opportunity doesn't mean equal outcome. Bingo. What the Democrats are trying to mandate is equal outcome. They're calling it equity, and they don't even want it to be based on merit. They just want a world where, you know, all the inclusion statistics are, are there, whether the people are qualified or not. And let's be very clear. Okay, every single race in this country is as capable as every other race. But the Democrats don't treat it that way. The Democrats look at the black community and infantilize them. They say, oh, you can't get voter ID laws onto the books. That's no fair to black people. They're not capable of getting an ID. That's voter suppression. You're going to ask a black person to get an ID? Never mind you that voter ID laws have 80 percent support in the black community. Because of course they do. How could you participate in society without a legitimate ID? But that's the difference is the Democrats have this condescending attitude towards black voters. This they can't do for themselves. They need the government to do for them. Republicans don't look at them as black people. Republicans look at them as people. People who are eminently capable just like everybody else. So let's let the government get out of our lives. Let's let capitalism, let's let the economy be the driver of prosperity in this country. And let's reward anybody, anybody in this country who wants to put in the work to be a success. That's the manifesto. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. Trends come, trends go, but style, that lasts. And this season, Lee's bringing iconic styles to you in fits that add a little spring to your step. Denim for all the days, chore coats that are anything but, and western shirts that snap on and take on whatever you do. We're talking gotta haves for everyone serious about their trip. These are styles born to be reworn now and for years to come. Visit lee.com, that's lee.com to shop spring now. They are playing battle jams. That can only mean one thing. We're getting taped up, getting ready for a big appearance on the highest-rated cable news show in the history of cable news. That's right. Your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, will be on the Tucker Carlson Show tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It is a rematch after our insane first get-together we had two weeks ago. I had to tell you, man, it's a big deal. Uh, to be on that show, I think a lot of you realize that, but I just don't want you to think it's lost on me. But again, I'm so busy, you know, preparing and making sure it goes well that, you know, my attitude sounds very flippant. You know, like right now I'm talking to a few million people and I kind of talk to you like, you know, you're just sitting in the back of my cab and it's like, ah, we're going to make a left over here. These construction on 38th Street, it's a mess. You don't want to do that. You know, it's just I'm very calm. I'm very easygoing. Uh, but don't think I'm not fired up. It's going to be a big night on the television. You better be there. I need the ratings, man. You've seen me. I'm not working with a lot of talent here. I need the support. I need the army. You know what I always say? Like, hey, I'm not the star of the show. We are. I mean that because I need the backup. You understand. I grew up in Levittown. 
Nobody fights one-on-one in Levittown. Everybody's just trying to incite a fight so the other 30 of them can jump in and blow off some steam. That's what I come from. So when Tucker introduces me tonight, you'll all be there in spirit. You better be ready to rumble. Uh, But I'm psyched. It's an 8 o'clocker. Check it out. Tomorrow, I'll be on Fox & Friends first, the Faulkner Focus with the great Harris Faulkner, and riding the K train tomorrow night with Kennedy. But it is game on. Tucker Carlson tonight. I will see you there in a little bit. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.